the one-two. Lifted in the air to deep right field. Corey Hart going back, still going back at the wall. Gore! Grand slam by Paul Goldschmidt. And he's dumped the puck back in. Campoli trying to clear it. Ball shoots, scores! Around the boards and Nico Sturm out there to start. Kid clear, scores! Chris Tanev from the point has a series winner for Vancouver. Canada, the NBA title is yours. Welcome to the Malt Sports Podcast, where you talk about sports. Um, today I'm going to be talking um, Dimebacks offseason and what I think the Dimebacks need to do this offseason um, to improve. And uh, I don't know, possibly start winning too. I did mention some stuff a bit in the last episode, but I wanted to kind of get a little more into detail uh, today. So, yeah. Um, so, so, first of all, um, First of all, I kind of mentioned it in the uh, last episode, but uh, this part specifically, um, but I ain't getting an everyday DH. Um, As of right now, it kind of looks like the DH is going to stay. There hasn't been a whole lot. I haven't really seen a whole lot of people complaining about the DH either, being universal or anything like that. Um, This season, honestly, (laughs) since the season's ended. And, I mean, during the season, I didn't really see anything either, so... Not that I was necessarily going to, like, change, you know, his mind or anything like that, but I haven't seen anything. Like, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people have kind of just embraced it now, and I think basically everyone's fine with it, pretty much, from what I've seen. Um, so... Yeah, I was just wanting to kind of mention on that last podcast, um, I think I kind of got that, uh, I kind of got that, um, this is not Dimebacks related, it's kind of something a little bit off topic, but um, I want to kind of like mention in here, I kind of got that thing wrong with that, um, <clears throat> what's his name, uh, what's his name, I forget what his name is, shit, um, I forget what his name is, uh, I got a sign for the Canucks. I forget. I can't remember what his name is for some reason right now. I don't know what his name is. Um, let me just try and see real fast what his name is. Because I wanted to mention that. Um, yeah, I wanted to mention that in this podcast. Um, where is he? Where is he? Um... Jake Furtanen, yeah, Jake Furtanen, and Jake Furtanen signing, uh, I feel like for fans, <laughs> I, I mean, a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people here like Jake Furtanen a lot, because he's like the local guy, and uh, I mean, that's kind of how it is everywhere, like the local players, a lot of the time, like the fan base likes them and stuff like that, because they're local and stuff like that, obviously, um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of like... <clears throat> Kind of, I mean, it's a little bit different right now, too. I don't really take that necessarily into account, like, what has happened this offseason, which it's not been a super good offseason, I feel like, for the Canucks. Um, I mean, Braden Holtby, that was a pretty decent sign yesterday, too. They, a lot of people like Markstrom, though, and um, it's like that. But, um, 
yeah, there's that stuff. They signed someone else, too. I don't really remember who it was, but they had a decent signing, too. Um, <coughs> sorry about that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they had a... It, it did sign some stuff. I mean, I said it before. I I thought the only way forward for this team was getting rid of Jim Benning because, I mean... It's pretty rare to see a GM stick around when the stuff has happened that has happened, <laughs> that he's done. A lot of time, the guys who do stuff like that, like a lot of the time, the guys who get teams into the kind of how the like the where the Canucks are, a lot of time those GMs don't stick around to. Uh, a lot of times those those GMs that get a team in that situation do not stick around to, um, they usually don't stick around to fix it. That's usually how it is. They're normally not with a team to fix it. It's usually someone else fixing it. And right now, Jim Benning is fixing it. And I don't know if it's going super well necessarily. Um, yeah, I've kind of given my thoughts on that. I'm going to get into the, uh, that's kind of off topic of what I was going to be talking about. Well, I want to kind of, uh, Talk about the time out one a little bit because I kind of I was kind of wrong completely with that. So, uh, yeah, I want to kind of just like um, mention that a little bit in this episode. But uh, yeah, let's get back to the Dimebacks real fast. Um, yeah, let's get back to the Dimebacks. That's what this podcast is about. Um, so yeah, so the first thing is the Dimebacks. I I gotta see the first thing in general is I feel like. I feel like a lot of the stuff right now is leading towards the farm system. And I'm not saying the farm system is bad. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to come here and try and act like it is because it's not. But one thing going into last season was the amount of pitching depth they had. But we found out in the season is that depth is not necessarily as good as it was kind of made out to be, I feel like. Because... Yeah, it was. I mean, that stuff can happen. They don't. I mean, I'm not saying the front office is new. Like, yeah, I mean, you can't go into it expecting it's going to be bad because you don't really know. But, um, that's how it goes sometimes. But, uh, I mean, I was not really high on Taylor Clark. Honestly, I was kind of thinking he wasn't really big league ready. Uh, yeah, I mean Taylor Widener. I wasn't completely sure on him either. Uh, I mean, both of them, I think both of them are honestly not bad pitchers, but they've got to get their control a little bit better. I think that's, like, the main thing with kind of both of them. Uh, yeah, they kind of just need to get their control better because they just, they're not really able to find the strike zone as much. And, um, yeah, like, I think that's stuff. Like, if, if they worked on that, both of them, I think, could be pretty good pitchers, honestly, because it's mainly just their, yeah, it's mainly just where they're, their control is just not, like, they're missing their spots with these amount of pitches. I mean, every pitcher is going to miss their spot, but if you're missing your spots at a pretty high rate, you're going to give up a lot of home runs at the big league level. That's just how it is. And you don't want that, obviously. You don't want a pitcher giving up a whole lot of home runs at the big league level. And that's kind of how it is. If you want to play in the big leagues, you can't be giving up too many home runs. Uh, because, yeah, if that... That's how it's going to go. I mean, I think, like, um, both of them ended up being fairly good out of the bullpen, I think, though. Like, I think they, they mainly played out of the bullpen. They were both kind of good out of there, which, I mean, I think that's kind of how it is right now. 
they're both pretty good out of the bullpen. But the one thing that team's going to need to figure out, though, I think, too, this is one thing I think that's got to go forward, is you got to decide if they're going to, if there's pitchers that are going to be starters or they're kind of on the bullpen. Because one thing I feel like that really went wrong with John Plantier last year, which I just don't even know what really happened to John Plantier, because I didn't, like, hear it. I feel like he almost just, like, disappeared. Like, I don't really know what happened to him during the season. Um, I don't think he opted out, but it almost seemed like he opted out, but, like, he didn't... I don't know. I honestly don't know what happened to John DePlantier during the season <laughs> because there was just nothing of him. Like, I know they kind of didn't... Like, I I don't even think he was at the alternative training site, honestly. I could be wrong, but there was just nothing on him. Like, it was really weird. I, I, I heard them say, I think, like, at one point, that they weren't really happy with how they did it with John DePlantier because they kind of they messed up his... Um, development a little bit by kind of like bringing him up and down from the big leagues and having him pitch out of the bullpen and stuff like that and they kind of ruined it a little bit with the starter and stuff like that so I was thinking they might just kind of do that I don't know but yeah I mean I feel that's a pretty good example of them kind of just bring up the big leagues like I mean when the pitchers the like young and they're in the minors and stuff like that, and they're trying to, like, develop and stuff like that, you got to kind of decide if they're going to be a pitcher that comes out of the bullpen or a pitcher that's going to start because they can't just kind of go back and forth, really. That's kind of how it is. Um, I mean, no pitcher can really go back and forth, I don't think. I mean, well, I mean, like, some can, but it's not at, like, just not at, like, a crazy level. Like, that's saying thing, too. Like, if they're, I mean, maybe they're starting sometimes, maybe they're coming out of the bullpen times, but it's got to be kind of, like, consistent enough in a way, um, or else it just won't work. That's just how it is, and I think that's a big part of that. I think, in general, a lot of the stuff, I feel like, right now, is, it's like, I feel like, in a way, in some ways, they're completely relying on that farm system, in a way. Like, they're just, yeah, I feel like that's, like, if it goes bad, there's, like, the farm system. <laughs> they're just saying well, at least we got the farm system i feel like that's kind of how the outlook is a lot in general but i feel like that farm system <coughs> sorry about that um i feel like if that farm system i don't know i mean the expectations for it is really high and i feel like it was kind of like that when it came to like the rotation and the depth and stuff like that and it just was not as good as it kind of appeared to be I'm thinking in a way, like, you can't, the, the, the Diamondbacks have a really good farm system, but it may not be as good as some people may expect. I, I, that's kind of how it is. I'm not saying that's the case, but I feel like we've seen that in the past when it came with that pitching rotate, when it came to that ro- rotation depth that they said they, that was kind of like, uh, one of like the big kind of like things going into this season and the, the 2020 season. And yeah, we saw it wasn't really as deep as Bill may have thought. <coughs> yeah. Um, sorry about that again. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of how it is. Yeah. I take that stuff with a grain of salt and I'm not saying once again, I'm not saying that this is the case. Because the Dimex have a really good farm system. You gotta applaud Mike Hazen for building it up to where it is now because it was very bad a few years ago. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I feel like the team right now is at a point, though, where they've got to decide if they want to win, or if they just want to kind of just wait for the farm system, I feel like they're two in a way, um, because, yeah, they've been pretty lucky, and I have to give up some of the people in the farm system, but, I mean, if they want to get some, if they, they're a team that they need, they need more at this point at the big league level if they're going to be a playoff contender. That's just how it is, it seems like. And because right now, a lot of the time, though, too, is like, I mean, this season right now, where it is right now, is a lot of stuff is going to be relying on players that were really good in the past to kind of bounce back. It's going to be like, I mean, the almost the entire team needs to bounce back <laughs> this year, how it is right now. And I, I think you need like another bat or two. Yeah, you need another batter too. I think that's like a big part of this too. Is you're gonna need another big batter too because the way they've got it right now is just not working. Because it's based on everyone being hot at the same time, but that is, has not been the case really for like the last. <coughs> Sorry for that. Um, for the for the most part, like the last like three years, pretty much. Um, there have been stretches where that's been the case, but you can't really expect that to be the case all season long. And you've got to have kind of bats that can maybe bail you out of that a little bit, in a way, because that's just how it is. Like a lot of these, it, a lot of the players slump at the same time, and players are hot at the same time too. But the slumping, for the most part, these last few seasons has kind of been what's made the difference between them not making it, and. um yeah, I mean, I've said stuff about Torre Lavelle, too. I think one thing that could make his team better is he just doesn't... I don't know, I, I can't... I mean, I don't think it's just Torre Lavelle, but I think it's mainly just, like, maybe the front office, too, is just sticking with players for way too long. That's kind of been a, a pretty common theme, I feel like, through the last few years of this team. And... If they can maybe just, like... I mean, I'm not saying, like, get rid of players right when they start slumping. Because players are going to slump. That's how it is. But Jake Lamb... Honestly, like, them keeping Jake Lamb for the amount of time they did... Could have been a pretty big factor in why they finished so poorly this season. Because... I don't know. They just kept him for so long. And they really didn't need to. And... I mean, I think that's a big reason why they ended up not being a winning team this year, honestly. Because they just... They could have they could have probably fixed that problem, maybe. They may have been able to fix that problem. Because, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think, like, every one of the fans gave up on him way before. Like, it was, like, probably, like... Oh, you know, I was going to say months before. Because that's what it felt like in real time. But the season was, like, a month and a half long. <laughs> So it was like probably it was probably at least like a month before um they did it honestly cuz it, it was it was close to the end of the season when they got rid of him uh so yeah he had playing well for the Rays for the A's um not the Rays but uh yeah I mean that that stuff I think that was kind of just more of a change of scenery and being maybe in more of a winning environment I don't know or maybe just I think there was kind of less pressure on him there, honestly, too, and that may have helped it. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, yeah. 
All right, I'm back. Sorry about that uh, coughing. Hopefully, I got my uh, I tried to get my um phone away as much as I could, so it wasn't super loud. Um, so hopefully, I did a good job of that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just needed some water, so that's why I do uh split this one up. I'm I was gonna well, I was gonna split it up anyway, but um, yeah, I kind of just want to finish that point real fast. So. Sorry about that. Uh, but uh, yeah. So um, yeah. So a big part. Realistic is getting an everyday DH. Um, for um, I think maybe improving that pitching staff too. Honestly, I think they should go after Tom Walker. I know they not intended him last year, but I think he. I mean, I getting rid of him was a bad idea. I feel like for him and. I don't think he's going to be a guy who goes necessarily like for a crazy amount of money. He did pitch fairly well last year, but I don't know if he's necessarily going to be like one of the high-level free agents. I think he's going to be kind of more of a Diamondbacks-type level. They kind of go more like mid-level free agents, and I think he could honestly be really good. Like, yeah, I mean, he was, I mean, he was cutting off Tommy John. That's the only reason. I. That's kind of how I could see them, maybe. I think that was the main reason they kind of non-tendered him, but... I think he's shown that he can still pitch like how he used to, and I think he's a guy you go after, honestly, because I, I don't think he's going to be, I think he, I think the Diamondbacks will be able to afford him, because I don't think he's going to be one of those high-low free agents, and yeah, I mean, also a big part, I feel like next season too, is just, they just need a lot of players to bounce back, that's kind of how it is, because a lot of these players just did not play up to expectations, and yeah, I mean Stephen. Yeah, I saw like a vote. A uh, not, not a vote. <laughs> I saw a interview with Stephen Vote, and he kind of said that stuff. Like they just, they just didn't play um, as well as they wanted to. That was kind of just how it was. It was not like I think he said like he hadn't, he hadn't really completely know what happened. I think that's kind of just the thing general. Because I mean, after a season like that, like I mean. <laughs> I don't know, there's just not, well, I don't know if he actually said, like, he didn't really know what happened, but he, he said, like, they just didn't really play as well as they necessarily wanted to, or as well as they thought, as well as they can, necessarily, or not as well as they can, I don't exactly remember what he said, but he kind of said something along the lines of, they didn't play, they didn't play how they would have wanted to, and it just, they just weren't as good as they should have been. Or not, not, not necessarily should have been. I'm not quoting him here. I don't exactly remember what he said, honestly. But he said something kind of along those lines. Like, they just didn't play, they didn't play as good as they would have wanted to. And, um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of ba- uh, bounce backs are kind of one of those things that's going to have to happen. Um, Steven Vogt looks like he's coming back next year, too. It looks like, yeah, it looks like, um... They had him on a two... No, they had him on a one-year deal, but I think they had, like, a club option or something like that, but I think he's coming back no matter what, I think. I don't I don't exactly remember how it is, but I I, I think Stephen Vogt... It's going to be like Stephen Vogt, Carson Kelly kind of catcher situation. They'll obviously have Dalton Varsho, um, kind of as, like, a backup, like, as a third catcher, kind of, um, which he is... I hope they keep, like, playing him at catcher and he keeps doing stuff for catcher and stuff like that, because having him... 
kind of has like a third option at catcher is huge. That's for sure. Because you could DH one of the catchers if you really want to um, right now because you've got that option. Because, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of risky, obviously, when you've got two catches. Risk having both catches in the game, obviously. But if you got kind of like a utility guy like Varsho, who could actually play a pretty good catcher as well. Um, is good too, but with him, you kind of want because of his speed, you want to play him in the outfield mostly, obviously. Um, and yeah, it's kind of the spot I saw him playing in and stuff like that. Um, I feel like this hasn't really been completely me talking about the offseason, it's kind of been me talking more about what's going wrong last season, but I mean, I am kind of putting some offseason stuff in there too. I don't, I don't completely know, honestly, what they do. Um, to be honest, I think it's mainly like getting that DH, getting some more pitching, and yeah, getting an everyday DH. I know. Yeah, I mean, I said one or two more, one or two good hitters. Um, like try and get that rotation a bit better too. Maybe get like, maybe get some more pitchers and have like some higher quality depth. Maybe. Um, so as minor leaguers, I think. I think going after Tywin Walker may be a good idea. Um, I don't really think Robbie Ray's going to come back, honestly. I don't know. Robbie Ray, I feel like it just didn't work out for him in Arizona. Like, that's kind of just how it is. I think that's just the main kind of thing. And, yeah, I think it just didn't really work for him in Arizona. And, I mean, they tried him multiple times, and he's just, it's not necessarily a bad pitcher, but it just isn't working it didn't work for him in Arizona. I think that's just the kind of overall thing. Um, so, yeah, I don't think they're going after him, honestly. I, I would honestly like the Blue Jays to probably re-sign Robbie Ray. I think he would be a good guy for the Blue Jays to re-sign. Um, I mean, Tom Walker could be good for the Blue Jays to re-sign too, but I honestly kind of want the Dimebacks to get him. I don't know. I guess it depends, but I think both teams may be on him. They may be kind of in... They may both kind of try and get him. Uh, I mean, Trevor Bauer, I don't think he's re-signing with the Diamondbacks. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, there's chances of him getting on the Blue Jays. And uh, there's kind of people have thoughts on him for sure. I think the thing is that, too, at the end of the day, though, I mean, there are stuff like that, but I think, like, at the end of the day, you got to kind of just take, like, maybe, like, just stuff outside of sports in general, though, maybe. Like, just put that kind of behind you in a way. Um, that's the, I mean, like, that is kind of important, I would say, like, being in the clubhouse and stuff like that, I mean, realistically, I feel like, I don't know, a lot of people don't like Trevor Bauer, I think, uh, former Dimeback, uh, Miguel Montero kind of said some stuff about him too, but I think I heard something of, like, Miguel Montero is not necessarily the best himself either, I could be wrong on that, but I think I heard something like that, I don't exactly know, um, but I don't know if that's, like, completely necessary, like, yeah, I don't, I mean, yeah, like, if, if Miguel Montero is not really the best himself either, I don't know if you could completely, like, <laughs> say Bauer is bad because that, he, he did, a lot of people don't like him because of uh, what he did on social media a few years, he kind of, like, harassed a female baseball fan, and stuff like that, or a, uh, yeah, like, a female baseball fan, and, like, said, like, I think she said something like, uh, Bauer is like your least favorite player or something like that now. And then he got 
he did a whole lot of stuff. He he said a whole lot of stuff on social media he probably shouldn't have said. And um yeah, I think he's been a bit better since then. But I mean, I'm not saying he's a good guy, but I think like at the end of the day, there's a lot of really bad a lot of really bad a lot of players with really that are just complete assholes in the major league. There are quite a few like that, but at the end of the day, you've got to kind of have a team that's going to... You've got to have the best team you can get. Uh, if, if you're trying to win, you've got to have the best team you can get. And you got to kind of put that stuff aside sometimes. That's how it is. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it is. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think the Diamondbacks are in on them, though, because just because of like the kind of history with the uh, organization. I think they... I mean, I, I think that's... That stuff Miguel Montero said, um, I think was kind of true because that apparently was like kind of what led them to trading Bauer, honestly. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if they're necessarily going to re-sign him because of that type of stuff. I don't think he would re-sign with them either because they traded him too. It's like that. I mean, that's kind of just one of those things that that kind of just would not really make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean. Right now, as I said, Tyron Walker, I think he's, for pitchers, he's kind of that front runner that I want to see him get. Uh, for bullpen, I don't really know who's necessarily going to be free agents out of the bullpen right now, necessarily. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think, I don't think they're going to spend, honestly. I don't think, I don't think they're going to spend, but I think that's kind of what they need to do. That's kind of just... <laughs> where I'm at right now, they got to spend, I mean, I'm not saying they got to spend a whole crazy amount of money, because it's not the case, but they need to spend a bit more than they are now, like, maybe, like, I mean, I don't exactly know, but they need to, they need to put more in, because they've had kind of the same payroll for the last few years, and it's not, I mean, they've not made the playoffs in any of those years, <laughs> that's how it is, I mean, I, I don't know if 2017 was the same payroll or not, but I feel like J.D. Martier has kind of bailed them out in 2017 a lot. Like, and it's, yeah, I, I having someone like J.D. Martinez, he kind of carried that offense in a way. I mean, I'm, he didn't completely carry it, but a lot of the players they had at that time too were younger. And a lot of players had the best seasons of their career in 2017. That was kind of how it was. I feel like a lot of that though was kind of luck. And that stuff has not happened since then. That's how it is. I mean, that's realistic how it was. I mean, that was the best season, I think, of Archie Bradley's career. Best season of Robbie Ray's career. I think it may have honestly been the best season of Jay Martinez's career. Because I don't think he's had a season that crazy since then. He's, I'm not saying he's bad. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um... Yeah, I'm not saying Jay Martinez is bad, but I don't think he's had a season that crazy. That was a crazy season. <laughs> it, it's difficult to have another. It's difficult to uh, duplicate something like that. He didn't have the best season this year either, but 60 games. You can't take 60 games too much into it. Um, I mean, realistically, his team. I still think this is a good team. I I feel like my thoughts have changed a lot after the season. <laughs> Because, um, because yeah, like it just didn't go well. But it, you gotta take into account too, though, that this is a the season we had this year was a like I think that's pretty much like 
that's like I mean that's like a month and a half. That would probably be like mid get you in like around like mid May, I think. Maybe like June. No, actually, yeah, I think it would be, like, the, like, mid-May, I think. I could be wrong, but, yeah, it's, a, like, as you can see, that's a very short part. That's a very, like, short stretch of the season. Honestly, though, so, you can't completely take that into account. I think the Diamondbacks are, I don't know, I mean, I think a lot of that stuff, I think a lot of the problems... This year, because even Nick Ahmed, he's probably one of the best offensive players in the entire MLB, and um, like he he was not even playing good defense this year. And I think a lot of that was just the Diamondbacks are a team that need like some sort of preseason. That's just what it seems like. I mean, it was kind of like the beginning of spring training; they were not playing well at all, <laughs> and um, but kind of like around the time about like two weeks in, they were starting to do pretty well, and then. So spring training basically just got canceled not too much much on longer after that. That was like the two week part of like when they were playing games, I think. Um Yeah, I believe it was about like two weeks in. Uh but yeah, I mean it, if it would have been a normal year this year, if there wasn't a pandemic uh that shut everything down, I think it may have been a completely different season for them, honestly, because they were start they were looking pretty good, uh, right before spring a little bit before spring training uh stopped and uh Yeah, I think they were I think they were honestly one of the teams that was probably worst affected by not having a whole lot of spring training, honestly. Uh that's just I mean a, yeah, a lot of it was just not enough preseason. That was really just how it was, I think though. That's realistically like a big part of why they didn't play well. Um, so, yeah, that's 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 realistic what I think happened. But um, yeah. So once we get in, I think what they got to do in this off season is um, get a another get a good bat or two, get another good bat or two. Um, make the bullpen a bit better. Those moves they made. At the trade deadline, I feel like they got a they got. I don't remember exactly who what their names were, but there was one guy. Um, I think he was from. I don't know. I don't know where he's from, <laughs> but um, there was one guy they got from there. I don't remember which team they got him from, but he was really good. I he 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 came out of the bullpen quite a bit. Um, he made a lot of relief appearances. Uh, uh, when they after they got him for sure, he was probably one of the most used guys in there. Uh, Stefan Crichton, um, he was a pretty good closer, honestly. They had there too. I don't know if he's gonna stay in the closer role necessarily uh, or not, but uh, I mean Crichton, I think realistically he was a pretty good reliever. I think for the majority of the season, honestly, he was kind of one of those guys who he was a he was definitely a high point in that bullpen. I feel like. Uh, had a good part of the team, honestly, too. Cole Calhoun had a great season as well, too. Uh, and we got some more years with him, too. Uh, Zach Gallen, too. Um, I mean, Zach Gallen had an outstanding season, honestly. He, I mean, he had he had that huge, like, streak, I think, with, like, his first 23 starts of his career. 
gave up three runs or he gave up less than three runs, I believe, which is crazy if you think about it. <laughs> like that's like yeah, that's like that's crazy. Especially starting off a career like that. That is ridiculous. Um yeah, I mean we're lucky to have a pitcher like that, that's for sure. Um Yeah, I mean that that if I was a Marlins fan I mean Jazz Chisholm he might be good. He, I don't think he's really played a whole lot, but damn, I feel like if I was a Marlins fan, I would maybe be a little bit uh, unhappy with that trade, honestly. It's, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm happy we got Zach Gallon out of it, honestly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think next year, though, a full spring training is going to help the team a bit, but um, yeah. Oh, yeah, I got distracted. So, yeah, so I think another good batter, too. They had, maybe add a bit more to the bullpen. Uh, get another starting pitcher, which I think Tywin Walker right now. Um, from what I from the pitchers I know that are available, and stuff like that. I'm not talking about like trades. I'm talking about like strictly like free agents and stuff like that. Um, I think Tywin Walker is a pretty good arm to go after, honestly, because he. And yeah, I don't think he's gonna be one of those guys that they're gonna need to have to pay a whole lot to get necessarily either. I think he's gonna be kind of one of those mid-range free agents, um, so yeah, I think he's honestly a good pitcher to go after for that stuff. And um, yeah, that's mainly what I think right now. They've got the same catchers. I mean, we'll probably see some more of the guys from the minor leagues uh, next year as well too. Which uh, yeah, the guys we saw were they were pretty good as well. Uh, I for sure, and they're probably all gonna need like get a spot now they're probably gonna need to like get a spot i think varsho though varsho was kind of gonna play in the big leagues anyway this year i think that was kind of what it was kind of like expected i feel like um but i mean he honestly he honestly had some decent success in the big leagues he didn't like play like crazy well but he honestly was fairly good in like that last month of the season yeah like that at time he was playing he was pretty good honestly um, there's not a whole lot to complain about. He was kind of slow, but that's kind of how it's going to be with minor leaguers. They're needing to adjust to the big leagues. And, um, so yeah, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode. Um, if you enjoyed it and you never want to miss a future episode, um, the best way to, uh, do that is by following or subscribing, depending on which platform you're listening on. Um, if you want to help support the podcast, uh, leaving a rating or a review or uh, recommending it to someone in your life who you would think would enjoy uh, the podcast, all that stuff helps out for sure. That's uh, very appreciated by me. Um, if you never want to miss like any updates or news or anything regarding the podcast, all that stuff is on Twitter at the OG Motion and. Um, And yeah, that's pretty much it. So uh, I will talk to all of you next time. Bye. All right, this is a quick clip after the, uh, after kind of like the outro of the podcast, which I've never done before. Um, But I missed one thing uh, when I was talking about this. Um, Yasmani Tomas, um, the guy who, for the people who are unaware, he was kind of the guy who, he played for the team. And so he played for the team. 
in the big leagues and stuff like that. He had a huge contract and stuff like that. I think he was mainly an outfielder, and uh, his defense kind of just sucked. <laughs> that was kind of just how it was. He didn't really work out too well. Um, he, I think he was decent at hitting and stuff like that. I, I wasn't like completely following the team necessarily when he was around, but pretty much he was a guy who they paid a whole lot who just didn't really work out. <laughs> That's basically how it was. And they were stuck at that contract for quite a few years, and that contract is finally gone. Yasmani Tomas is no longer a member of the team, and that frees up a decent amount of money for him. So I really hope they do something good with that money. Um, that helps his team win, honestly. That's really just how, how it goes. I just wanted to uh, mention that real fast. So, um, yeah, the outro, anything for the outro, I'm not going to do the outro again. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to kind of put this in. Um, I'm actually not even put this in after the outro. Or actually, actually, no, I have to because <laughs> it wouldn't make any sense before. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all that stuff in the outro um, still stands where to find me and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, I just want to put this after the outro real fast to mention that. So um, yeah, I'll talk to you next time. Bye.